owe me, Mike. You gave me your word. And that used to mean something. My son, Rafael, he's in trouble. I want to get him out of Mexico. You want me to go down there and kidnap him? Please, just get him back up here. His name is Macho. Like me? Very strong rooster. Whatever. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Guy wants to name this cock Macho. <laughs> it's okay by me. Uh, greetings, gang. It's Chapo. We're back again. Um, a while back, uh, I think it was like last summer, we did uh, a movie episode on uh, Richard Jewell. Uh, it was one of my favorite episodes that we've done mm-hmm. on the show. Certainly have a movie episode. And uh, one of my favorite movies of oh, yeah. the last five, ten years, easily. So I think it is more than appropriate to come back now with the official Cry Chapo, Cry Macho, Clint Eastwood movie masterpiece movie podcast hour. Folks, this is an elegiac tour de force, a masterful summary of the career of one of our greatest on-screen legends. That's right, Clint Eastwood. Um, this movie, I mean, sure to win all the Oscars because it is, in all honesty, one of the funniest films I have ever seen. <laughs> Laugh Riot. It was, uh, I mean... Kidding aside, I think uh, Eastwood's misfires are almost as interesting as his Grand Slams. Oh, yeah. And uh, joining me today, as always, is Matt and hey. Amber. Hey. <laughs> Just drop that one in there. Yeah. I can, I, already hear, I can already hear you squeaking out there. Yeah. I, I you know, I, like, uh, I took a... Uh... I had, like, this long weekend, and then I was, like, hungover, and, like, ugh, you know. Just hit the snooze a few times. Yeah, yeah. But I'm back. Well, I got uh, a new, I pulled a Felix. I, uh, my alarm didn't wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Matt, Amber, and I, we, uh, we all watched this movie together on, uh, what was it, uh, Monday night? Yeah. And I wasn't planning on doing an episode on this. I just, I just wanted to see Crime Macho. I wanted to see the new Clint movie. But probably 15 minutes into this movie, my jaw was on the floor. I was raising the roof and like <laughs> rubbing my eyes because I could not believe what I was seeing. And it just sort of, it felt right. There's, there's a lot to talk about with Cry Macho. It became clear we had to discuss not only uh, the most macho of tears, but the duality of Clint. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's begin here. Just the title of this movie alone <laughs> is absurd. It sounds <laughs> like we wrote a parody movie of a Clint Eastwood movie, and that's what we titled it. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, the second thing that of note about this movie is that apparently this... Okay, the, I was surprised to find out that the movie takes place in 1979 and 1980. So it's a period piece, but it's sort of like only by accident because apparently the script for this movie had been around since the late 70s. Yeah. Mm. It's just been sitting on a shelf. And then they were like, oh, well, like, you know, like, uh, this, is, this is perfect for Clint. Originally, they wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, he was to be the be crime macho. The macho. He was, was going to be, be the, the macho. macho. I do like the idea of a giant Austrian <laughs> rodeo rider just yeah. snapping the backs of all the poor horses that he's got to get on top of. Well, it would have made more sense, like an Austrian muscle man being a former uh, former uh, rodeo rodeo guy. Yeah. Would it? I, well, it, it? It makes more sense than Clint Eastwood in this movie for reasons we'll, all right. we'll, yeah, we'll get into. Fair. Third and probably finally most important part about this movie is that you know, Eastwood directed it and, and stars in it. And, you know, him starring in it is like they're really hoping, they're really banking on his sort of uh, meta status as like a cowboy movie legend and a tough guy movie legend to add poignancy and a kind of uh, elegance and grace to the themes of this movie. Not sure it was entirely successful because the thing that you just cannot get out of your head with seeing this movie Love, love the guy, but holy shit, is he ancient on screen in this movie. This man is, is dying before our <laughs> eyes. He's 93 years old. I mean, God bless him for, you know, he's still out there making movies. And apparently, everybody who works on a Clint Eastwood set, like, loves it. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, like, he's just, it's like, you know, four or five hour days, you know, two, two takes on everything. The anti-Kubrick. Yeah, no, like, he is, it's just, it's a breeze to work with him. Everyone likes it. But I got to say, watching this movie... Could have taken a few more hours. Give it in. <laughs> you know? Just let's try that once more, Clint. 
One, just once more, Mr. Um, he, um, he appears, I mean, like, and the, the last movie he was on screen for was the, the other movie he directed, The Mule. Yeah. Which is very much about, like, an insanely old man doing something he probably shouldn't be doing. Yes, like three ways. Yeah. <laughs> Two, three ways yes. in The Mule. But it kind of made sense in that movie because The Mule uh, was based on a true story. And, it, like, the plot to that movie is legible yeah and you like it, it one thing follows to another yeah and it is a legible comprehensive and he was a spry 91 <laughs> when the mule came okay he is even more mummified in, in this movie like he just like got out of our sarcophagus every yes. day and was just like okay action he is a bunch of uh, slim jims glued together <laughs> with a hat on but even more impressive than his um incredible age <laughs> for, a, for a leading man to be like well into his 90s in a movie is very impressive. Even more impressive about Cry Macho is that the plot to this movie at virtually every point makes not a lick of Nothing. sense. No. It, it, Baffling. It's, 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 it's almost Lynchian in the logic being displayed here. The way that the, a scene will just transition and then he'll walk into a room and you're like, why, why is he yeah, here now? It's uncanny. It's yeah. uncanny is the thing. You yeah. don't know. There's no through line. Um, no. At one point, we figured out the dialogue was just actually like they forgot. Like they had the beats. Yeah. But then they didn't write it as dialogue. So it was nothing but tell and no show. Yeah, like, like, like what he says to the like the little boy, you're really growing on me. Like that was <laughs> yeah. just like they develop a relationship. We are developing a relationship. <laughs> and it's like, How? Why? You're just in a car together. I'll tell you what, little Raffo, you're melting my gruff exterior <laughs> and awakening a sense of paternal instinct that I thought was long gone in me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my joke that I made about this movie, and we, let's get into the plot, but my joke that I made about the movie is that essentially Clint has made a feature-length adaptation of the Simpsons episode where Homer adopts that kid and becomes his <laughs> big brother to get back at Bart. I want to know all the constellations. Well, there's Jerry, the cowboy, and that big dipper-looking thing, Alan, the cowboy. And the whole movie is like, Papa Macho, you are so learned. Learned. It's pronounced learned, you little homo. <laughs> <laughs> you little fairy. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, where would it be? So the movie, be, uh, it opens, and it's just, uh, it's, it's Clint driving in his pickup, listening to what is that, a Merle Haggard song, a yeah. last movie opens with, and it's just like, oh, he's telling you. Gooden, great song. Here's a guy who's Haggard. Yeah. <laughs> he's, had, he's had some long miles put on both his truck and, and, his, and his physique. And, okay, so the movie opens, and he rolls up to, like, the ranch that he works at and then walks into a meeting late with his boss, played by Dwight Yoakam, mm -hmm. who is another inexplicable character in this movie. So he, he walks into the, you know, uh, you know, the Thursday morning meeting that you have at the ranch. Right, yeah, you know. in, in the dark. <laughs> you know, yeah. All the, the deliverals the for the week that you're going <laughs> to have to hit. The dark room office that you just bump into furniture until eventually you follow the sound of Dwight Yoakam's voice. Uh, yeah, and then Dwight Yoakam is just like, Ah, you're fired, you asshole. I've always you hated suck. you. Get suck. Out of here. You suck. I've been carrying your ass for too long. <laughs> you've been you've been working you've been working this ranch for the last twenty years and like, you know, you used to be a hot shot rodeo star, but now you've been a fucking broken down piece of shit for the last twenty years. Ever since incredibly, your family died. Incredibly <laughs> unnecessary. Oh yeah, no, they did they did the that was before the, the accident. accident. Yeah. And then they turned to the audience and <laughs> wink. <laughs> but it's like one it's like I mean Clint Eastwood films are known for being dark, having dark interiors because you don't have to chase the light but this yeah. is like you're just listening to a man be mean to a really old man and you can't really see what's going on but it's like you could just say you know you're 90 right maybe it's time to reti <laughs> retire like there would be such an easy way to put someone yeah, you're down you're 90 years old the yeah. job is manual labor yeah it is a manual labor job but that's the thing though is that one of the things that makes this movie so absolutely inexplicable is that zero points along its runtime does anyone acknowledge that they're talking to a scarecrow it's a denial of age entirely yes. which which kind of like vibes with i don't know eastwood's complete inability to think of any masculinity past a very specific archetype which does not age i mean I, like, I, it must be that like the, the screenplay for this movie when it was originally written was like definitely for 
an older leading man who's yeah. a little bit past his prime, you right. know, like he's, you know, like I said, he's had some hard years on him, but not a guy <laughs> who is like on dialysis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he is just, he's walking, he walks with that, 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 that hunched, uh, hunchback yeah. way that only very, very, the extremely aged do. And, and, and like the fact that he's that old, like it literally makes no sense because uh, so he, he's fired from his ranch hand job by Dwight Yoakam, who's like, get out of here, you piece of shit. You're terrible at your job. Everyone hates you. <laughs> and then Clint Eastwood's like, well, I've uh, always thought you were a coward. And uh, I guess I, I won't say it on the way out because I'm too big. And then it just yeah, not not by the way, not made clear why Dwight Yoakam is a bastard. He's just a it's just a no reason bastard. Just like no context for him, the guy's just a dick. He's like, yeah, I you, like Dwight Yoakam as an actor. Yeah, no, he was great in Sling Blade. Yeah, um, he's, he's he's a good actor, but he was just like, yeah, you know, you used to be hot shit, but now you're nothing. <laughs> Bye, get out of here. So then the movie jumps ahead a year. Yep, a year, it's year, a year in time. It's yep. now it's now 1980. Ronald Reagan is president. Um, and the, it's again, like, the, it just picks up right again. A year has passed, and Dwight Yoakam, like, uh, Quinn Lisa gets a call from Dwight Yoakam, who's just like, yeah, I know we left things pretty badly when, yeah. I, when I threw you into a life of, you know, elderly destitution. But listen, uh, you owe me. Because, Never explained why. Well, because he, like, you know, sort of carried him after the accident. the accident. I guess, but he wasn't he just employed? <laughs> yeah, the, other, was the real point is like, I didn't fire you after your family died. I'm a good guy. But like the real point is that that very first scene didn't have to exist at all. No, though. they could have just, they could have just come just in and said, you call, fired me. Have the call yeah. and have him say, you know, uh, haven't heard from you in a while. Not since you fired me. Exactly, yeah. You know, and like they could have, there was no reason so yeah, like um, Dwight Yogan comes over and uh, rec- recruits nine, a ninety-three-year-old man to um, covertly enter Mexico to uh, take to, to do re- father's rights to, to do to do father's rights crimes on mm-hmm. his behalf to repossess a thirteen-year-old boy yeah. from a woman that he had um, you know left an infant in her care like yeah. you know uh, 15, 13, 12 years ago I don't know the kid's supposed to be what like kid's supposed to be 13. 13. okay yeah. yeah so he's just like damn it like you know I, I <laughs> he's had no interest in this child he's like I'm I was shit. Okay, I was a piece of shit, but now I'm ready to be a dad. So I'm going to send my 93-year-old man that I just fired to, like, you know. That I fired a year ago. <laughs> to, to drive to Mexico City, find my son, steal him away from my bitch ex-wife, and, uh, you know, just sort of, uh, you know, we know the Mexican family courts, you know, it's, 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 it's a shambles what they do to men yeah, down yeah. there. Um, so he's just like, and then for some reason, Clint Eastwood's like, yeah, I guess I, I, I do owe you. So, and then Matt, you, you, you've made the point before about, and Amber, you brought it up on this episode about Clint just like, he does two takes for everything. Mm-hmm. He films a movie in like, I don't know, 30 days probably. Yeah. Like he just, just bangs yeah. him out. Cause as you said, Matt, he's afraid he's going to die. Before yeah. He, he doesn't want to leave something half done. I mean, he has always done that, but it's, it must be accelerating now. I absolutely am convinced that like uh tightrope era, uh, Clint Eastwood would not have, uh, let them use a doll instead of an actual baby like you did in American <laughs> Sniper. So that sure. is like when you have the Grim Reaper on your shoulder, you the, make yeah. that decision. The scene where Dwight Yoakam's in his living room and he's like looking at like, you know, old clippings of him being like, like number one rodeo rider in the world. Uh, yeah, it's like the uh, Oklahoma Standard or whatever, <laughs> like the Texas Tribune. And like I did like small whatever rodeos, like barrel racing and stuff. Never did it ever. Oh my god! I come back, and this is what I fucking get. This is why I left. Um, You know, you do like barrel. By the way, most of it is not riding a like a bronco. bronco, Most of it is like you know, you do barrel racing or cavalettis or whatever weird trick. Uh, Never has anyone, even at a high level rodeo, ever made the front page of any newspaper yeah, that is anywhere. Very funny. <laughs> All these newspapers. It was a, it was a, Nobody Mike cares. Mike Milo uh, did, uh, breaks another Bronco. It's like, it's, it's, his name in the movie is like uh, Mikey Miles. <laughs> yes. so it's, like, it's the front page of the New York Times and it's just like, war in Korea breaks out. Like subhead, you know, right right next above the fold. Uh, a Bronco rider, Mikey Miles, breaks back, family dies. <laughs> So just feeling there, and but Matt, like the point about like the the Clint Eastwood, um, just like 
natural lighting. Like no setup, no lighting. Lighting costs too much money. Yeah. It takes too much fucking time. So it's like natural lighting. And I think lighting. it color corrects to like blue yeah. too, so you know that it's somber. <laughs> so the scene with where Dwight Yoakam is pitching him on, uh, would you go? Would you go repossess my child? Steal my son. <laughs> would, you steal, would you go steal this Mexican boy for me? It is like. By the it, way, it's just says that it's his son too. Like there's no. That's it's true. Like, we don't really you, know. You don't that sniff it is. out any like. He's like just, he did no research. I want you to go to Mexico and steal a boy for me, <laughs> yes. okay? And Clint Eastwood's like, okay, yeah, I guess. Yes, Here's know. a picture of him at six. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were saying he was just going to come back with like 12 kids and be like, I don't know, I can't Take tell them bit. apart. Yeah, my eyesight's not too good these days. <laughs> I just but, grabbed a whole, everyone I could put them in the back of the truck. But the, the scene of them like talking in like Clint Eastwood's living room is just like, is just shapes. Yeah. Like you cannot discern like who is, it's just, it is just sort of brown objects. Yeah, like, it's, in, in, it's Indonesian focus. shadow puppetry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, you know, he, he he begins on his odyssey from you know his uh, his Texas ranch to uh, Mexico City, which is you know quite a long drive. And then the scene I did appreciate, like right when he's at the border, the car in front of him is filled with like three hippie chicks that are just like Clint Eastwood was like just went into the like you know uh, like the, the old costumes from like Dirty Harry era era yeah. Clint Eastwood and was just like give me one of those hippie bitches. <laughs> It looked like a hippie Halloween costume from yeah. Walmart. And yeah. it was like, like you know, headbands like headband, with like yeah. the peace sign on it. And, yeah, you know. we're going to the beach, man. <laughs> yeah. And then Clint Eastwood's looking at him and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with them. Women. Am I right? Am I right, folks? <laughs> yeah, like, like the Border Patrol guy is like flirting with them. And then he's like, what's your business in Mexico? And it's like, like he's being a dick or something to him. But it's like. Dude, you he's right. You are arriving there to steal a kid. His suspicions are correct. The old man with a van, by the way, with like a child with like a child trafficking van. Yeah, he is right to be the movie. I mean, the, the movie really is about like human trafficking, but like this in a, a good way. Yeah, this is the good what kind of human good? trafficking. <laughs> but you zoom out on it, and you're like, this is about a man stealing a child for money. But it's you know, it's it's for it's, it's for his own good because the, the kids, he's you know, he's being raised by his mother. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that's bad. That's bad for anyone. Yeah, but especially young young boys, Absolutely. young macho boys. Yeah, who are going to become feral without you know the, the the strong hand of a man to guide them. So here's where the movie. Um, really, this is like, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes or so, but this is when the movie, this is when I started losing my mind. So he shows up in Mexico City at the, like, palatial estate of yeah. Dwight Yoakam's ex-wife. Yeah. Who's like, it's never explained, like, where all this money, like, is she some sort of, like, cartel mall or something like that? Like, never, never explained. explained. Never explained. She lives in a gorgeous, she like, has it's a her mansion. house, too. There's she no has henchmen, which makes you think that there might be drugs involved, but it's never explicitly said. And she's, like, hi, she's hosting this fancy party, and then Clint Eastwood just shows up. She's the queen of Mexican party supply stores. She's the original. <laughs> so, like, all of the ones you see all across... About- you know how many parties she holds like she's always doing parties yeah yeah she's like the piñata queen of suarez <laughs> so yeah yeah great queen. house <laughs> so fun party so even though she has goons and by the way the one of the funniest parts of this movie is that it features the most singularly ineffectual goons i have yeah. ever seen in a movie they're so, so bad has, at gooning she has goons you know guarding the you know very swanky party of what i'm assuming is some sort of cartel woman <laughs> And and once again, a ninety three year old white man just, sort of just, right in. just walks right in. You know, don't yeah. even need, I don't even offer some drink of uh, Task Rabbit for sure. <laughs> uh, and then of course, you know, like they discover him, and they're like, you know, uh, wait right here. The senorita, the, the senora, will be with you uh, immediately, and be respectful. Take your hat off. They make him take off his cowboy hat. Oh boy, for this fucking bitch yeah. Yeah. who's like, you know, imperiously hovering over him, and she's just like. Also, oh. I'm with Tony Soprano on this. You do take your hat off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's rude. Um, and she's like, oh, you think you're the first one that Dwight Yoakam has sent after Rafa? Yeah, and he didn't ever think, like, I must be the end of the line. <laughs> yeah. like, so that makes a little bit of sense, like, that he's now, he's now got to the, yeah. the last guy in this his Rolodex. This is the last guy I know. <laughs> he's dying. <laughs> yeah. I'll try the dying guy. Maybe he so, can sneak in there unassuming because so no one will it, find him a threat. Essentially, she is just like, take the kid. I don't know where he is. I hate him. He's a piece of shit. Like, he's a monster. He's he a just, monster. Um, he like you know he he does cockfighting like that's his thing. I don't know where he is, but you're welcome to have him if you can find him. So like again, you're like okay, like all right, all right, okay. This you know no obstacle here. He's gonna just get the kid and drive back. Here's where it gets 
more insane than like any movie I've seen in recent memory. So this like Dwight Yoakam's ex-wife is this like very like sexy kind of like sultry like kind of evil she's woman. She's a femme fatale. Yeah, she's like yeah, she's this yeah a femme fatale type like you know like a like just yeah a sexy but like evil and malevolent woman. How do how can we tell? Because after she says like yeah, if you can find my son, take him. I don't give a shit. Fuck him. After she does that. She immediately starts coming on to Clint Eastwood and is like demanding that he fuck her. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Exa- I'm not exaggerating yes. this in yes. the slightest. She is just like, now you will make love to me, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's like if he got an erection, he would die. He would die immediately. Yeah. He would die immediately. Yeah. The blood flowing to his dick. Would That's just, all he's got. His brain, like the three drops of blood <laughs> circulating in his brain. If it went anywhere to his dick, yeah. he would stroke. He would just drop dead yeah. immediately. He would yeah. have a heart attack or a you stroke know, or something. So this a thing. One, a thing I learned, by the way. Uh, uh, dogs, cats, they can eat bones if it's raw, but if it's cooked, it becomes brittle mm. and splinters their intestines. Oh, wow. A dog couldn't eat Clint Eastwood's <laughs> bones. No. It would puncture his Shatter. his lower intestine. No, but like, this is when it was like, were the, like when Clint was making this movie, like, it's just like at any point where they were like, wait a second, like, wait, like, what, what, what is, what is going on here? What is this yeah. about? This woman, she's like, you will make love to me now. And when he, re- when, and he like rejects her and she's furious at him. So pissed. Yeah. She's furious at him. What are we celebrating? Anything. I'm up for anything. I, uh, I don't know. I think I better get the hell out of here. You do? You do insult me in my own home? You think I'm a whore? Is that what you think? I'll call the federales right now. Give them your name, and you'll be arrested for kidnapping and spend the rest of your life in a Mexican prison. How do you like that? Clint Eastwood's biggest psychological fear is like the nympho. Yeah. He yes. hates I mean, from his gracious women. From his very first women. film to this one, his first film that he directed, Play Misty for Me. Is all about a yeah. psycho nympho yeah. who, like, some woman he has sex with one time. Remember Olivia Wilde was just like, and I'm horny, and I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. ruin a man's life from being horny and wanting a job and a career. Yeah, no, the the like the 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 Medusa like sexually voracious Gorgon is like the stock Clint Eastwood villain. Yeah, and like he defeats her. By not, not giving his ninety-three year old body to her. He retains his precious bodily fluids. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Very precious. So he would die. If he fucking sweated too much, he would die. And yeah. then she's he like, okay, she's, moisture going she's away. Furious at him. Furious that this like I said, that the crypt keeper isn't gonna just fucking dig her <laughs> like just fucking dick her down. And then she's like, Aurelio, kick this bum out of my house. He will not make love to me. <laughs> and then like, and then it's also clear that she like her goons, she like also has sex with. She's like, has like, she has a lot of boyfriends. Yeah. yeah. She got, has a lot of, she, has, she takes a lot of lovers. Yes. And like, this is why we're led to believe that she is, you know, more evil than Satan himself. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, an unfit and that, mother. And that, an yeah. unfit mother and that like, and, and, worse than Dwight Yoko, even a literal kidnapper. Yeah. That, that would, yeah. That would, that would justify stealing this child <laughs> and, and trafficking, trafficking him across an international border. Yeah. A good sign for whether or not a kid is better off with a parent is, is that parent trying to steal back the kid? It's well, kind of a catch 22. Yeah. But this, but then this movie also, I mean, not, it doesn't imply that. I think it basically directly states it that she's like selling him to rich. Old yeah, she says uh, they're abusing him. He's or being something. abused. He's being abused. But they're not saying. They don't say anything too explicit. Because again, I think like Clint Eastwood is kind of too much of a prude. Yeah. To be like, uh, you know, to say like, oh, there's there's perverts about there's pedophiles in the in the. You know, they're doing eyes wide shut shit. Like, well, I mean, I mean, Rafa never, says they just that say abuse to him. Okay, so like. Here, okay, but like, that's it, enough for him. Yeah, yeah, no, but okay, like if 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 seeing on screen like an unbelievably hot woman just beg <laughs> a, like a thousand year old man to have sex, like 
lady, like he cannot have sex with you. He cannot have sex with anyone, no. even if he wanted to. He could like, not do it. <laughs> like, if you got wet and he was in you, you would immediately be dry because he would soak it up like a sponge. <laughs> You'd be like one of those little dinosaurs. <laughs> Dinosaur sponges. <laughs> yeah. he, he would like inflate yep. into a yeah. stegosaurus. Or something. <laughs> no, as soon as I had sex, he would look like himself circa Dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah. It would be like, oh my God. Soak it all up. And then, like immediately after he nuts, he's just bad. He's like he yep. like turns to dust. Yep. He's just Gone. like he's like a fucking leaf in autumn. Yep. Just, <laughs> just crinkles up and blows away. All right. So like if if that was, I mean that was just like jaw dropping. I was like I could not believe what I was seeing in that. What happens after is almost even more confusing because she she tells him, I don't know where my son is. I don't give a shit where he is. He's a monster. The only detail that she gives him is that like he uh, he likes cockfighting. Yeah. So after he gets kicked out of the uh, the sex palace, um, Clint just is, is shown driving in his car, and he pulls up to like the, the cockfighting district. The the cockfight, yeah, he went to the cockfighting district. <laughs> yeah. he, he goes up to the yeah, the cockfighting district of Mexico City, the the, the world famous cockfighting oh, yeah. district, and like I guess is like the only cockfight in Mexico City. Which is keep in mind here. One of the largest metropolitan areas in the, in the world. Yes. It's like Tokyo and Mexico City. <laughs> yeah. He immediately finds this, that this kid. Night. That, that night. night. That night. He immediately goes to the one cockfight in Mexico City that this kid is like, as he shows up, the like, kid is in the middle of the ring he's, with he's his He's got rooster. his cock. He's, he's got ready his to cock go. out. He's ready to go. And someone even says his name, like, Rafa, yep. you're up. And again, like, the only, the only thing he has to go off of is a picture of this kid from like six, six years, years ago. Yeah. yeah. When he was six years old. So he immediately finds Rafa. But before he can make his move, the uh, the Mexican police raid the one cockfight in Mexico City, which is like, yeah, again, the Mexican police really is, cracked down on in, cockfighting. In, in 1980 in Mexico City, like, I, I mean, I could be out of my depths here, but like, I do not imagine the police were like going out of the, having 10 squad cars pull up to raid a cockfight of which like, no, literally Dozens of dollars are being exchanged. <laughs> um, and then both Clint and Rafa, uh, while everyone scatters, Clint and Rafa both elude detection by hiding behind boxes. By holding <laughs> Matt, still. Matt, you said it was like solid snake. Yeah. <laughs> just, he just goes boop and he's behind a box the and the cops like, can't see him. But like, unlike snake, who like gets inside a cardboard box and like crouches down, Clint just... He like one minute he's standing and then he just clips through the wall behind, yeah. behind, behind <laughs> two boxes. boxes. It's two boxes stacked. on top of each other, so he doesn't have to he get doesn't have down. To, he doesn't have to bend. He doesn't have to bend at the waist. It's no, like he's very a, conveniently perfect. He's like a six foot tall fish. stack of boxes for yeah. him to just he's stand like an behind. Angel fish just slides <laughs> in there. He just clips through the wall and just stands slightly in the shadows behind two large crates. Yep. And the Mexican police uh, he, he evades detection from the uh, the federales. So yeah, and then. Another detail, but it was just like a baffling part of this screenplay. Like, did, did anyone just, I don't know, does anyone know anything? At some point, it, like, the, the, like, Rafa, the, the boy, makes a comment about, like, oh, to his rooster, Macho, that, like, oh, like, I hope you don't lose again this time. And it's like, this is <laughs> cockfighting. Like, if they lose, yeah. they're dead. You're, they're like, dead. They're, they're, it's, it's, you're one and done they, here. They, like, they yeah. They're not little prize fighters. Like, yeah. it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like you are you are either the winner or you are uh, Tinga. That's it. Yeah. Well, you forgot this part where Rafo doesn't come out from behind the box. The chicken, Macho, escapes, and they have to do a lot of sort of trickery to make it look like Clint Eastwood is capable of catching... <laughs> A rooster. I mean, Rocky yeah. could barely couldn't catch a chicken yes. until like the last fifteen minutes. You know, that was like the end of the training montage. It's very hard. Stallone to do. at his prime catching a fucking chicken. Like yep. that's very difficult. And he just, just he just snatches it up first try, first try, and he's like, oh, "Listen, Rafa, he's like, uh, better come out from whatever box you're hiding behind, or else I'm gonna I'm gonna wring this cock's neck in front of you. I'm gonna kill this gonna choke his chicken. You're gonna choke that chicken out. And then Rafa, you know, like this is how they meet, and of course Rafa is like, he's like. No, no, he's that enough, my chicken. <laughs> yeah. Like they pick the we this child okay. is the worst actor. We in have the world. to talk about the performance by Oof. this kid, the kid who played uh, the like the other main character in the movie, the one you know, like the the boy who forms a relationship with Clint Eastwood and and melts all of our hearts on the process. <laughs> it is like a bafflingly terrible performance. He's so like, bad. But you, you know what? Child actors always kind of suck, but this was like another level of what terrible. I thought though is is like this kid is so like not a pro. And I'm like, oh, this is why 
Disney allegedly rapes all those children. It makes them better actors. It's true. This kid has not been abused, and so he's not a good actor. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, at least his character is just like, you know, yeah, no, I'm not getting in a car with this 98-year-old white yes! guy. Like, because he's like, your mom sent me, like, your, you, my mom just probably sold me to you, which is like not too far. It's like, no, correct, son, your dad sold you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I mean, he at least had basic instincts to be like, no, you look like a white pedophile. Like, you look like a slender man. Like, you're horrifying. <laughs> okay, so then, then Rafa was like, no, fuck you. I'm not, I'm not going back to the United States. Like, I'm not, or I've never even lived in the United States. Yeah. I've never yeah. even been there. I live here. I was here. born in Mexico. Like, so he's like, I've never met my dad. Fuck that guy. I'm why sure would not he? I'm into- not even sure why he would speak English. <laughs> good point. <laughs> Very good point. Which, by the way, uh, another recurring thing Clint Eastwood lives in Texas, doesn't know like any Spanish. Oh my God. Yeah. Single, not even like just, basic conversational. No, just like, eat, like you know, Donde style baño. Like nothing. Oh nothing. Oh not even God. the shit you accidentally yeah. pick yeah. up. Okay, we got to talk about it now. I'm mean, jumping ahead in the plot, but like, okay, not only does Clint Eastwood not speak a word of Spanish, despite having been a rodeo cowboy in Texas for his entire life, which not most. Even, and a cow hand, which are mostly Mexicans. Mostly Mexicans. Like, there's no way you can work a job like that. And, like, even if you're an American, not have basic the Spanish. most basic, like, familiarity with just, like, you know, yeah. gracias, de nada. Clint Eastwood, like, every time anyone speaks Spanish to him in the movie, he's like, uh, I don't know. What, <laughs> what the fuck speak English? <laughs> okay, not only that, but later in the movie, it's revealed he doesn't know a word of Spanish, <laughs> but he does know ASL, American Sign Language. Yeah. Which... The little girl signing is using apparently ASL. But here's a fun thing about deafness, folks. They don't independently come up with the same sign language from country to country. That's why it's called Every American Sign Language. Every country has their own fucking sign language, you fucking morons. Why would they? They don't have deaf telepathy, for Christ's sake. They have different languages. No, your other senses is heightened <laughs> if you become telepathic. So oh, like- wait, wait, wait. Go for it, go for it. We were like, why would he say Clint Eastwood? He's like, he'll be impressed by you because (laughs) you're a cowboy. Oh, yeah, no. That's why Dwight Yoakam says, I'm sending you because my son, who's never met you and has basically never even met me, will instinctively trust you because when he knows that you're a real cowboy. And I'm like, wait a second, this is Mexico. Like, isn't like everyone a cowboy down there? Yes. Like, <laughs> well, he is from Mexico City. Oh, he's from Mexico City. Sure, so but, he's a right, city but it's boy. like he would have been But like, he un- doesn't need to go to, um, he doesn't need he to does cross need the to border to, 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 find to a cowboy see now. a fucking cowboy. Also, and how was Clint Eastwood supposed to prove that he is a cowboy? Because he has the hat. You know what? He's supposed to look. He's supposed to prove that he is a cowboy because his silhouette on a horse is that um, Picasso Don Quixote hunched over (laughs) fucking thing. Okay, I mean, like this is where it gets like difficult to like relay the plot of this movie. So Rafa tells him to fuck off, but then he's like, but then he goes back. Well, he does sort of tantalize Rafa by saying he's got a big ranch with a lot of horses. You can ride him, and he's like, really? And he seems like he's kind of into it. But then he leaves without him. Spill, uh, uh, Eastwood leaves without him, goes back to the mom's house, has a confrontation with the mom, goes back into his car without him. the kid, Yeah. then is driving that's, the next that's day. That's when she says, that's when she's, you will not make love to me. Get out of my house. Yeah, second time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, but she also threatens him by saying that, like, I like, you know, I like, okay, you're not going to have sex with me. Okay, well, then good luck getting my son out of the country because I'm going to report you to the Mexican police. Yeah. And if they get pulled over, you're going to spend the rest of your life in a Mexican prison for kidnapping. children. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I've been consented to this, to you just taking my kid to America. Also, never explain why he went back to the house. I think it was like he... No, they never explained why. Yeah, I, I think the guy, like, gets his stuff. To get stuff. his stuff or something? Like, he's like... He, they like show he's him got a locker of, there? Fiddling <laughs> around like a dresser or something. But then the most baffling thing yet, and maybe in the whole movie, is the next day he's driving north home empty-handed oh well didn't get him and then the chicken jumps up into the front seat he pulls over and Rafa's is hiding in the back seat and he gets out and he goes get out of here kid what are you doing you're not coming with me the entire thing he was supposed to yeah. do and at no point had he decided to like to not do the kid literally now wants to come with him and he says get out of here he never says like your mom reported me no. to the, and that's just something she said when she was drunk. She would have done it, but like <laughs> it was not indicated that that happened. No, like when, when I saw like the kid was hiding in the back seat of his car, I was like, oh, like problem solved. Like we'll keep this plot moving along. And then he was just like, I was like, no, like this is the thing. Why that you are were you hoping fighting to happen. the plot? Like, yeah. yeah, 
yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how, like, I mean, like, how does he convince him to, like, take him to America? Because now he's decided he wants to go to America. He's just like, I want to go. Like, come on, take me. And he's eventually just like, all right, fine. He's just like, come he's on. Like, okay, all right. Come on. So if I remember correctly, then they go to, like, uh, you know, some, like a diner to, you know, yeah. like have a meal, start to talk, get to know each other. Kid tries to order tequila. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then also the kid was like, um, can I have a cowboy hat like yours? And then Clint's like, no, because you're not a cowboy. And then he gets very angry and like, goes stomp, away, goes outside, outside. And then what? Clint goes out. Ah, ah. But the goon. Yeah. The goon slash lover of the, of the mother, one of her many boyfriends, Aurelio. Uh, the goon is out there and he's like, grab the kid. And he's like, you're coming back to your mom. And then Clint Eastwood's like, hold on there. You can't, you can't just steal a child. That's my <laughs> job. That's what I'm going to do. I stole him fair and square. Then, um, and then again, incredible. What does Clint Eastwood do? He cold cocks this guy once. Punches him. And he just yeah. flies backward, holding his face. And looking like a, a sonnet. Like, like dazed, like fucking like Tyson had just fucking laced him with an uppercut <laughs> or something. And then he, it's, it's in a parking lot. So there's a bunch of people milling around. And he just calls for backup from like these strangers. He goes, this guy's trying to this steal this child. Is stealing this gringo stealing my boy. Yeah. It's like, you couldn't just push him over? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, he gets punched once and he's like, just he's like, help, help. Like, and then the you're a goon. Yeah. Can you, you like, all, all the men start closing in on him because they're like, clearly that gringo is stealing a child. Yeah. And they're right to, but, again. Yeah. But then Rafa Ralph, goes, no, he's the guy who abused me, and this creepy old man is helping me. <laughs> yeah. And he like shows him uh, like bruises on his back, and then at like in a group, this hive of like Mexican dudes in cowboy hats all just like descend just on the goon the shit out of and just start guy. beating just start the shit out of him, pulling him up on the hood of a fucking pickup truck. They're like, "Oh, dude, hey, just yeah, you're gonna be crying, macho." In a few seconds here, child abuse. That's, yeah. We do not. Yeah, we do not that. allow. These are all Facebook dads. <laughs> yeah, like, like buddy, do not do that to me. a child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I gotta say, no, that's probably actually like a real. I mean, probably like, think about it. Like, yeah, and so, so then they, they make their getaway. They make their getaway. Yeah, and then like, I mean, okay, like they they. Here's where it gets murky for me. Yeah, my my recollection of this movie they, that I saw. I like, think you could just you, they 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 park, they talk by the side of the. They have, like have a little camp out. They end up with their their car getting stolen. Right. Okay. They, they somehow someone snuck, brush to like, snuck up on them while they were on the side of a, a completely deserted <laughs> a road, like a two lane road. They're like taking a piss or something, and a car right. drives up behind them. A guy gets out of the passenger seat of that car, steals their truck without them even being aware of it until it's too late, and then they have to walk somewhere, steal a car. And then they end up with the car breaking down in an idyllic little town, and that's okay. where yeah. the movie. That's where ninety percent of the movie takes place. Fucking yeah. crawl! <laughs> it is about have... a, it's about a f maybe forty-five minute sequence of a film that felt like it took conservatively twelve hours to so, watch. Yeah. It made no sense, and by the way, it took him like a day to get to Mexico. It's taken him like months to get back somehow. There's it makes. The well, timeline the, of just, this is not made clear at all. They're just fudging. They're like, okay, he drove there without incident, but then the one the way back, it's a lot of incidents. You it's a show ton like, of the incidents. duration, the passage of time, some kind of indicator. It's, it's like being on ass at this movie. Okay. You have no sense of time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, listener, did you, did you think for a second that this, there would be only one instance of a sexy Mexican lady making uh -oh. eyes at Clint Eastwood and trying to get in this You pants? are a fool if you thought you would that. Be, you, you are so wrong. Mm -hmm. Because here is where, you know, the next hot Mexican lady who is just immediately like has the hots for Clint Eastwood mm -hmm. is introduced. Again, uh, not worried about a creepy old white guy. Okay, like he just, yeah, she sees it. They, they, he, they walk into her restaurant and like she sees them and she's just like, oh, how nice. I, I like these too. I especially like him. No, no, instant. Bedroom eyes. Like, like, no, like it's just like, like the, he hasn't even said a word to her. And yeah. she's batting these like big, beautiful eyelashes at yeah. him. She's just she's smirking to herself, touching her hair, you know. And like Clint Eastwood is like asleep and really <laughs> over the top. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's just, just drooling in his soup. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then, like uh, some some cops. I'm like, you know, because you know he's been reported to the police for child trafficking. As you know, obviously, as you, as you should be. Um, they're they're walking around the town, being like, "Hey, have you seen this old gringo, <laughs> thirteen year old?" He uh, kind of stands so, out because so like, he's white and the oldest man in the world. And they're sitting in the booth, like right by the front door and the window. And like uh, the proprietor of the restaurant, the woman who has, of course, immediately fallen in love with Clint Eastwood, 
Uh, she sees the cops coming, and she just walks out the door and like switches the sign from open to closed. Yep. And pulls the blinds down. The cops are like, "Fair enough. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> just, we'll just continue our canvassing elsewhere." So she she helps him out. Yeah. Well, she, we've, she we've got our because, Madonna. We had the whore first, and yeah. now we. No, this yeah. is a good woman. Yeah, this, this is, is a good, good woman because she's a widow. She's wholesome. She's a widow. She takes care of she children. Takes care of children. She yeah. has a lot of. Uh, she has a lot of uh, she has a lot of young, uh, like, um, like young girls. She has in a her, job, but not a career. Slutty, like the uh, she doesn't like dress the slutty. Does. She, doesn't have, she doesn't have parties. She does, however, does not have like tiny Mexican village makeup. She definitely like. Oh no, with this, she's got we some very, eyebrows she, on there. There. She's 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 gorgeous, but it's like you do not have a threading salon in this <laughs> like in this this town with a church and a cafe. I mean, also this movie's portrayal of Mexico is also really funny because I know it takes place in, it's supposed to take place in 1980, but like it's essentially portrayed as being 1880 yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, like just a, just like, like Eli Wallach is going to come raid this village and like take all their crops and money at like any given moment. Yeah. Well, it didn't need to be really a period piece either. Like nothing about no, the I, Reagan years. Like it's just purely like it's not that much of an aesthetic either because most people are. I mean, like people have been wearing like Wranglers and shit. I like, was. I, yeah, I was trying to think about like what reason did this movie have to take place in 1980? And the only one I could come up with like logically that serves the plot in any way is that like. It was just easier to cross the border back then. Yeah, like just a little, it, little, little uh, one of those little gates and one guy yeah, instead like, of like a big, yeah, like a militarized huge border. Fucking, yeah. Like, yeah, like with like you know a billion tractor trailers being processed at like any given moment. Pre NAFTA. Yeah, pre NAFTA. Uh, yeah, so like then they just spend like uh, I guess in the universe of the movie like several months living in a church, living in the Virgin yeah, de Guadalupe shrine. Makes no sense. I, I don't know how long he was there. Being, being taken care know. of by this like lovely widow and her family. You and get some horsey montages. beloved by the town. Because yeah, oh, this is really good. Yeah, because like, he begins, he, they, they meet a guy who like, uh, <laughs> who uh, entraps wild horses, presumably to sell to like yes. a dog food factory. <laughs> yeah. And Clint's like, some some nice horses, but, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, like, you know, they're, they're wild stallions. So, you know, it's like, takes a lot of work to break. And Clint Eastwood's like, aha, but you know, this, they call me, they call me Mr. Buck break. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is a moment where I was just like, no. Yeah. I was like, like I was like, not no, going to do this. No, no, no this, is not, have this is not going to happen. Wild stallion. Worse, that is not worse, going to happen. Worse than the, then the doll in case of in place of the baby and yeah. American Sniper oh, was worse. the body was the body double for Clint Eastwood on that just, horse. He's like he's like hunched over, like looking over the railing at this like, you know, stallion that's just bucking around. It's like covered in blood. And all these like shirt or whatever. All these men, adult men in their like primes are like, We we can't do anything with this damn horse. We can't. And it's just like Again, let me show you how it's professional. Done. Let me show you how too. it's done. And then it cuts from that to like in silhouette. The best body double work I've ever seen in my life. Clint Eastwood is on the not the back best, but the funnest of this fucking stallion and break like breaking just it. Like just, it's Buck trying to buck him off, and he's just just riding it down yep. and like you know calming it. He he breaks the stallion. He breaks a wild stallion, yep. which like is several thing, of them. Yeah. Apparently. A, a thing you do in kind of an assembly line thing, and you know yep. you can get about you can get about fifty done in a day. <laughs> Amber, I like what you said about um like. Because Clint Eastwood, like, like, and then he, he begins helping all of, like, the local villagers with their animals. Yeah. Like, with, like they have a sick Because he's, like, apparently he's a also a vet. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. also no, a vet. He says he's there a vet, too. There are more vets in that part of Mexico than there are actual doctors. It's, like, literal livestock But country. they did, when he's bucking the Broncos, so they have the long shot of him, like, the obvious stunt double, and then a close-up of him from the shoulders up. <laughs> rocking back and forth like he's on one of those ponies in front of a supermarket <laughs> yeah, you put a quarter, quarter in. Yeah. <laughs> and and then yes then they start bringing like the the the, the village dogs that are like won't eat or something and he'll be like and it, but all he does is like say ah let him take a nap he'll be fine and like you know these these simple-minded peasants are just like thank you mr eastwood thank you for saving my dog yeah <laughs> supposedly they're all farmers they're, yeah, and, like, they definitely they're all, have fucking but they're like these fucking like these like hicks who don't know anything about animals apparently even though that's like what they <laughs> they do and their livelihood is based on he just like pets a goat and he's like there there it'll be okay and they're like gracias Mr. Eastwood like he's laying hands on him <laughs> yeah. yeah like he's got the king's touch but, it's, um, it's the most like 
last samurai last it's just the most like white man yeah, arrives yeah. and is the best mexican <laughs> yeah, he's, like yeah, fucking yeah. i'm gonna out mexican all these mexicans yeah he's, he doesn't speak a word of spanish but he's the greatest mexican of all time yeah. in this movie so like he helps all these people he breaks all these wild stallions and it's just like it's this whole thing about like the, the stallions is like you know it's obviously meant to be this like kind of like heavy-handed metaphor for like masculinity and like becoming i don't know Achieving a little bit of grace, or like you know, in, but it's in, a little convoluted because you're domesticating them. Yeah, but like yeah. as you pointed out, if his whole career was like a a, a bronco rider, you were like, those guys don't like horses; they no. fucking hate them. They're the they horses. They tie the enemy. ropes around their dicks to make them mad. Like, but he's very. It's gentle. the same way. Same way with like cockfighting. They don't just like. I mean, the chickens will fight, but then one will be like, oh, fine, leave me alone. Yeah, you have to make them kill each other. Yeah. Like, it's not like. They're animals. They're not like uh, guys with grudges. <laughs> I'm going to fuck this other chicken up. <laughs> you know what? I am not letting this go. <laughs> so then uh, Rafa, the kid, he teaches him how to ride a horse. And it's just lots of zero narrative momentum. Nope. No. Just hanging around. Lots of sort of like- <laughs> By the way, prior to this, he literally says, you got to grow it on me, kid. There's no reason. <laughs> Nothing shows that. They have no rapport Nothing at all. They, there's no... Uh, there's no they're it's at, like the they're chemistry, in different movies that have been they, edited together. Yeah, it's together. like they're in different rooms when they're talking to each other, but still, they have to have them say things like, you're growing on me, kid, and I like you, sir. You are uh, like a father figure to me. <laughs> we are developing a rapport and yeah. a bond. Yeah. And then, he, and then his the big like takeaway that he gives Rafa is like, ah, being macho is not that great. You need to be t- sensitive too, <laughs> like I am to these horses. Yeah. <laughs> and then we find out that the dad wants his son not because he misses him and wants him to live with him and because his mom's crazy, but because him and his the mom and uh, Dwight Yoakam had gone in on a business deal years previously that had matured. Like how you're on, uh, you get a community chess That's card in Monopoly, nice and it says that your your bonds are for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your mom won two hundred dollars in a beauty contest. Yeah. I want the, I want my half. I bought her that. I bought her those fucking fake eyelashes. God damn it! And so he's like, I want my half, and if I have something she wants, then uh, maybe she'll. So you know, oh, this guy doesn't even really like him, but. Rafa, Would you not have assumed that knowing yeah. that Dwight Yoakam is a giant piece of shit? Yeah, no, had, yeah. yeah. And, and then Rafa's like, but Rafa still wants to go up north to his dad, and he's like, I don't know. And so now you're now you're this starting. is like after after like forty five minutes of just looking like just a, a, a pond, just looking at water with yeah. like no movement whatsoever. Yeah. They introduce this like device that will create like you know uh, a break. Or you know, a uh, conflict between yeah. uh, between Clint and this kid, which is like you know his guilt over doing this, and his eventual reveal to Rafa that like, hey, like you know, this isn't all purely altruistic. Your yeah. dad's kind of an asshole. He wants to basically kidnap you to ransom you <laughs> for a land deal that you're come to fruition. So then, like the kid, you know, like it's 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 just like they need to do something in the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie. So the kid like runs away. They get pulled over by the police again. Who At then, this point, I, I like checked out. They are with. I was just screaming the final time. <laughs> he gets. They get. So first, so they're they're lighting out of town. The cops are after them because of the stolen car. The goon is after them. Like he's in the goon. They they show at one point the goon talking to the cops. So you know that like. The, the mom is like at the sticker. oh, and the local cop helps him out because he like told, He's him, told his wife that the, his, their dog would be okay if they just let him sleep in the bed with them. Yep, and then okay. they're like, "We love you forever. We're gonna avoid these cartel mad guys and psycho cops, whatever." But then they get out of the co- town. They get run down off the road by the goon Aurelio, and he tries to get the kid again. And once again, he gets owned this time by the chicken. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So this okay. guy, this goon, gets his ass kicked by ninety-one-year-old Clint Eastwood and a chicken. These yes. are the worst goons. These single has, worst. He goons. has a gun on yes. them, and the rooster just flies out of the backseat of the car, and it's like, ah! and the guy's, oh <laughs> fuck, and then like he's disarmed immediately, yep. and then he's just like, oh no, please don't kill me. These chickens, people don't know this; they are bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. they make uh, their impervious. Oh bullets. no! But before that, like this is funny. Like so, like the cops pull them over, not because there's you know an APB out him for a, a, APB on ancient man stealing boy ancient <laughs> car, gringo like he stole yeah, the car and, too and, and a stolen car they yeah there's a white mummy in a stolen car <laughs> with a like, child like, that is these, these two Mexican cops like they don't check the registration they don't question the oddness of <laughs> this old white man with a teenage Mexican boy uh, they just begin tearing the car apart looking for drugs and there's a great 
like probably my favorite moment in this movie is that there's like a five minute sequence of these cops like ripping everything out of this the car that they stole and like not checking that it's a stolen car to begin with and it's just like they're ripping everything out of the car and it's Clint Eastwood is just muttering to himself for five minutes saying <laughs> yeah. loser cops asshole cops Mickey Mouse cops cheap cheap she's sort of a bitch cops sure cops asshole yeah, I need drugs Mickey Mouse prick Loser cops. He just seems it's, to, he's, phrase, this is the, him improv. The phrase loser the phrase cop. Loser cop. He says it like loser three times. He says it three times. Once like, again, a part where they're like, we need to get some snappy insults here for Clint to say, but they just left in the placeholders. Yeah. <laughs> loser cops is like is like a Trump speech or yeah, something. These, he's like, these cops are losers, folks. Loser cops. They're surrendering our city. And then finally, no, like, these they, cops aren't hot anymore. We used to have hot cops. Where'd they go? <laughs> so, so like they're, they're just like they're like, they, yeah, like, you know, we, yeah, we don't have any goddamn drugs. You Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck ass cops. Fucking. <laughs> 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 he's just he's just muttering on the breast. And then like this was really annoying. This was like driving Matt and I crazy. Like the whole movie is like. At the in the last ten minutes of this movie, Rafa unlocks the skill that would have negated like every tension before that, just by handing the cop like one ten dollar yeah. bill. Yes, it's like oh right, you can buy oh, right. these guys. Yeah, like oh, we yeah. forgot that you could just give them money and they'll let you go. Yeah, no, he had to. He had to Very like, easy. He had to grind XP before he could like learn the the bribe skill, the oh. cast cast bribe uh, cleric illusion. Yeah, he had to he had to up his armor. It was the bribe miracle? Yeah, the bribe miracle. And then it's just so. I mean, isn't that that like the I don't even know how true it is or was at that point, but isn't that the like generally the like a stereotype? Yeah. Like, you want to at least give it a shot first. Isn't it the like, common knowledge though? Yeah. Like, or at least in, especially in the Clint Eastwood world yeah. perception of things, that it would be like, oh, you bribe them. They're yeah. all they're all they're yeah. corrupt Mexican cops. Yeah. Oh, and then like, but before that though, when he's talking to Dwight Yoakam on the phone, and Dwight Yoakam's like, "What's taking you so damn?" Yeah, it's like you've been there for <laughs> he four died. months. He died. He died. Would you just assume he died? It's been six months since I sent you down there. What the fuck are you doing? And then he's like, he's like, okay, like, and then he's like, I don't have any papers for this kid. Like, how can I just take him across the just, border? Just, just occurred to him. And Dwight Yoakam's like, "Don't worry, I'll meet you at the border, <laughs> the the largest the border. border in the yeah. world." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> meet with the border, the border like, part of the you border. know, I mean, you know, the the, the border crossing. You, you know, you know the it's one. like um, it's uh, it's not that far from the cockfighting district in Mexico City. <laughs> so he's like, "I'll meet you at the border." And like because I'm the kid's dad, like it's just okay, like that you can just. That's not how like, it works. <laughs> this kid's not an American citizen. He wasn't born in America. Yeah, he's like uh, it's like you I, don't have you, any like paperwork birth for certificate him. or paperwork. I mean, I you mean, don't look like him. Yeah, you look like Dwight Yoakam, and that means you don't look like most people. So, and I was like, th- I was like, this is crazy. Like, I was like, this this makes no sense. So I'm gonna get turned away. Like, uh, uh, the movie surely the movie can't end like this, but. It does. Like, he just literally, like, he's like, there's your dad, kid. Go live on the ranch. And the kid just hugs Dwight Yoakam and just, like, there's no border, there's no cops there, there's no border patrol. There's, like, Mexican or American. He just, like, they're just like, all right, there you go. That's, that's how yep. easy it is. To and just, then he yep. just, he's, the kid goes, he's like, bye-bye. Bye. And then Clint goes back to the village and, uh, and, uh, Dances with the with the the senora, with the senora yeah, and, and then he it. he gets to he gets his happy ending because he did his kidnapping and yeah with no it's like well the kid I mean good luck you're gonna be now a pawn in the battle between your horrible amoral psycho parents good luck you good luck but, you. but Clint but he's learned the, a lesson about machismo yeah I mean like you said like the the the, the only like the the, the the climax of the whole movie like you said Matt is like. There's five minutes left in the movie, and then Clint just has this monologue with this kid where he's just like, a lot of people think being, think being macho is, you know, they want to show what kind of grit they got, and that's all they end up with is just nothing but grit. Grit in their shoes, grit in their underwear. <laughs> There's nothing on TV to watch. Grit right under their <laughs> force. Things are too loud now. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so very this, tired. This movie is about Clint Eastwood retiring <laughs> it's just, I can't with get dinner. A, a young, a younger second wife in a third world country. And he's like, oh, I just I can't get dinner at four o'clock. <laughs> it's just that's that's what the life of being macho gets you, kid. And then the kid's like, thank you, Papa Macho. I will, <laughs> I will go live in America now. And yeah, that's it. That's the movie. That's, yeah, that's, that's the whole movie. And it's, like, it's just like, so clearly like, they're banking so heavily on like, they think it's going to be this like really profound moving moment just by virtue of the fact that it's Clint Eastwood saying yeah. it, that he's like, I'll tell you what, it's 
actually not that good to be macho and a cowboy. And you're like, oh my God, wow, this is a stunning revision of his whole career. But like, Clint Eastwood has been making that point in his movies since at least Unforgiven 20 or 30 years ago. And probably long before that, too. Ugh. God, I, I'm mostly though. It's just it's a lar- It's like upsetting to see him because even though you know they wouldn't have made it into a movie if he had like snapped his spine on the horse. But like, I knew at some point I'm like they're gonna put him on a horse, and I'm like when I saw the body double who was like I don't know maybe like a six foot six black man for all I know. <laughs> like it was just like it was not. It didn't even have old man body. Yeah. Um he was. But then they do show him. Like on a you know pony ride horse or something, kind of like. But even just the gentle yeah. walking of the horse, this, yeah. I, I I'm like, oh my god, this is this is unsafe that working is really condition. The closest thing the film has to suspense is that every scene you're waiting yeah. for him to break something. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh god, when he runs up to punch the guy, it's like, oh dude, no, what are you gonna? Your you know hand what they should have ended just- with? They should have ended with uh, it won't hurt. By Dwight Yoakam, and oh, like right. done, done a version of "It Won't Hurt When I Fall Down Off This Horse and Break Every Bone in My Fucking Body." Seriously, it's like I just kept thinking, if he falls, they're gonna have to put him down like a horse to break <laughs> yeah. his leg. Yeah, because like you're 91, dude. This is never gonna heal. I'm sorry. I, w- like I will a- say that that I think that there is an argument for this movie as as like an avant-garde piece of piece of art. Uh, obviously, it is. It works as a comedy because it is just very funny watching this old man in this situation. But also, you know, if you take all the, the symbolic shit about Clint Eastwood as avatar of American masculinity, uh, the cowboy, if you take that and say, like, the cowboy as the avatar of like America, this movie where you have a, a cowboy going through this classic American tale uh, and with no acknowledgement from the entire film <laughs> yeah. that it's a 91-year-old man, you could very say like, this is America. Like we still have all of the forms of, you know, the frontier superpower, but, they're neutered. but we're actually decrepit, demented and yeah. on the verge of death, but they're unable neutered. to acknowledge it in any way. But my theory was that he died in that town and his version of heaven is getting rid of the kid and getting the hot milf pussy. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, why not? That's my choose to interpret it. See, I mean, yeah, I would say everything you said is true. If this, if you want to look, view this movie as sort of like um, a metaphor for America in 2021, all that's true. We are decrepit, insane and have no right, <laughs> no right going to Mexico or doing anything on the world stage. No, but. Hot babes still want to fuck. Us. It's true. So, honestly, we're still is it really cool. so bad? We're still, we're still cool. We still have the power. We still have the money. So it doesn't matter that we're, we're old dumb, fossils. We're mean, still gonna get on that sickly, horse. Oblivious, yep. and we and Peter, you still want this dick. Yep. You still want this dick. As long as hot ladies still want to fuck you, then like you, it's really. Yep. I mean, what like, else that, is there? That's that's really where like where I ended up with this movie. I was like, this movie is insane, baffling. Should never have been made. But I gotta, I gotta still, can, ne- I can never take anything Lumble away boy. from God, Clint, because he has no shame whatsoever about putting himself and his character in a situation where women are like, "You will make love to me now, <laughs> or I will kill you." And he's like, "Guess you better just shoot me dead, bitch." <laughs> so yeah. uh, for that, for that alone, I give, yeah. I, I give cry, I give, I give cry macho. Five tears out of five tears. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm crying. I'm crying from laughter watching this insane movie. Yeah. Uh, Two cocks. No, up. I would say like a this delay. movie is uh, terrible. And like I said, when we were watching it, it felt like it was three hours long. But I am very, I was very entertained by watching the yes. movie because of how fucking funny it was. Yeah. How, how every choice is so bewildering and amusing that you're never really bored even when the entire film just grinds to a complete halt. And 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 it's clearly trying to be elegalic, but is actually just just static. But the stasis itself is fascinating because yeah, like a bunch of Mexican villagers bringing their goats and dogs to Clint Eastwood for him to lay his hands on. It's yes, like the very the thought process going into those scenes is fascinating to just dissect. It doesn't matter that it's happening with like this glacial pacing. And how did they sell it to him? They said, you go to Mexico and become the greatest. You become their king. Yeah. All the things that they do professionally, yeah. like taking care of animals and like being taming cowboys. horses and being cowboys. You're the best one. And he's like, 
There is a scene early on when he, after he gets Rafa and they, and they're going to, uh, up to, before they get to the town where he goes and he buys like a Mexican shirt. And, oh God. And yeah. He's like, ah, I'm looking like a Mexican now. And but it's like, like yeah. a Pendleton. Yeah. It's like very not. It's got like, it's got like a, yeah. those, the, the, like the stripes on it, like the Mexican design. It's like, I'm Mexican now. It's yeah. Like, Judd said he right. got that at Aspen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hope he makes another 10 movies. Absolutely. Me too. Just like, just Me too. Never I want to see 100-year-old Clint starring Never in Never stop. I want to see him in like some sort of exoskeleton that allows him to continue moving. Uh, some movie where he, like, he goes to Japan and becomes head of the Yakuza <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Let's see it. I want to see him go to uh, just a movie where his character goes to a water park. Sure. <laughs> just see him going down one of those really, really steep water like, slides. Give him or, one know, of just, those, just like, but also give him a few more. Like he goes to Australia and 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 and, and into the bush and, and the Aboriginal, all the Aboriginal Clint people yes. are like, "You're yeah. the best at at playing didgeridoo we have ever seen." <laughs> yeah, no, Clint Eastwood needs to remake Quickly Down Under. He's the Tom Selleck character, and I'm gonna say. Uh, Danny McBride is the Alan Rickman character. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy. Yeah. We all win. So that was uh, Cry Macho, and you will no longer be a crying Chapo because Amber is back on the mic. Ladies and gentlemen, Cry Macho. It won't hurt when I fall down from this bar stool. It won't hurt when I stumble. It won't hurt cause whiskey is a misery. Even 